You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 89. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Our Take segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. In our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we answer three listener questions this week. The first on profitable microcap Evergreen Gaming Corporation, symbol TNA on the TSX Venture, a licensed gaming company currently operating for smaller casinos in Washington State. A listener noted its lower PE or price-to-earnings ratio and asked us if it was good value at, a, at its current price. Our second star, or our sorry, our second Your Stock Our Take of the week is gold giant Barrick Gold Corporation, symbol ABX on the TSX. Barrick is one of the world's largest gold producers, operating mines in North America, South America, Australia, and Africa. With the price of gold moving higher once again, a listener asks us how the current valuations look on this widely followed gold stock. Our final Your Stock Our Take this week and of the year is PFB Corporation, symbol PFB on the TSX, a small cap company operating in the building construction sector. PFB develops, manufactures, and markets insulation, building products, and technologies based on expanded polyesterine technology. The company pays a 2.6% dividend, is profitable, shows solid growth, but operates in what we would call a volatile building sector. A listener asks us if it offers value at present. Let's get into the show. Now, uh, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Brennan. Aaron is having some audio difficulties today. He's going to join us right at the end uh, just to look at PFB Corporation. Brennan, how are you doing? How are your holidays? I'm doing good. Yeah, my holidays were great, uh, but uh, I did get a little bit of a cold, which was kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, no, I can't complain. It was it was great. What about you? Yeah, there's a lot of that uh, sickness, cold, flu going around. It's that season. I got two sick kids at home, which is awesome. Uh, they're just uh, powering through it right now, coming through the other side. I got to get out there and see the new Star Wars movie. That was dad's major wish. For the holiday season was just to go see that movie and we keep having to push it back because of sick kids and there is uh, a lot of uh, family stuff to do over this holiday so hopefully I'll get to see the new the final installment of the Star Wars series at some point over the holidays that's what I'm looking forward to but we did have 32 people at my house uh, for Christmas that was uh, it's quite the adventure yeah no doubt it was good times yeah for sure busy house yeah it was good I was yeah, I was crowded. It was good, honestly. They was everybody was pretty well behaved, so we're good. That's good. Now we're gonna move to our first your stock our take, and actually, I'd like to say before we get into that, I, I I typically look at you know starting a new year, and I'd like to wish all of our our listeners and all of our clients out there that are listening to 
Uh, Happy New Year. It's coming up. This is New Year's Eve. We're recording this on, so New Year's tonight. Um, It's kind of a time of renewal, and people, they look at their portfolios, and many are looking to make a change. So if you are looking to do that, um, you know, one of the things we suggest is, you know, come out to one of our seminars or, you know, view one of our seminars online. Uh, They're available right now. Our most recent is available in video form. You can get that. It shows you just simply how to build a 10 to 25 stock portfolio, uh, what kind of stocks we look at to put in that portfolio, what period of time to buy those stocks over, uh, and how many stocks you should put in your portfolio. And just really the most important part, like we said, is what type of companies to put in your portfolio to generate income and generate growth in your portfolio. So if you're looking to make a change in your portfolio, uh, you can just become a client today uh, or you can take in one of our seminars and uh, get educated and help. let us help you uh, build a profitable portfolio geared at producing lower costs for you for your portfolio and producing better growth and income in your portfolio over over the long term. So hopefully that makes sense. Now let's get into our first Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. It's on a company called Evergreen Gaming Corporation, symbol TNA on the TSX Venture. company currently trades at $0.41. Cents. Market cap is roughly $51 million, so it's a relative micro cap. What does the company do? Evergreen, through its U.S. subsidiary companies, primarily Washington State Gaming, Inc., operates four casinos in Washington State. That would be the Riverside Casino in Tukwila, Goldie's Casino in Shoreline, and Chips and Palace Casino in Lakewood. These are mini casinos or house-banked card gaming rooms, card rooms, essentially. Um... The company also operates bars and restaurants in each casino as required by state law. Let's look at the recent financial performance for the company as an indication of whether we want to buy the stock or not. Well, revenues in the third quarter were down 1.5% to $10.3 million compared to the same period last year. Uh, Net income for the quarter dropped 27% 27% to $1.37 million from $1.87 in the third quarter of 2018. Now, I have to say the company's MD&A or discussion documents on its financial statements are very low on detailed as to why we saw a drop in revenues. It does look, uh, we do see some labor costs increasing, roughly $285,000 increase due to the minimum wage in Washington state that went up. Uh, from $11.50 to $12 effective January 1st, 2018. This took a bite out of profitability. But other than that, the document is very sparse on details. Now, our take. From a valuation perspective, Evergreen Gaming appears attractive. The stock trades at approximately 7.41 times trailing earnings. It has a cash-rich balance sheet as well. However, the slight drop in revenues in Q3 which has been part of the story for the balance of 2019 and the more significant decline in earnings, almost 30% in the quarter, cause us to be, gives, has some concern on the stock on its growth uh, outlook going forward. Again, as 
I stated the company's MD&A is very light on details, and Evergreen does not conduct quarterly conference calls, so we would have to contact management for a potential outlook uh, for growth going forward, if that outlook exists. It appears to offer value fundamentally, but at present, the growth is negative, and with no future guidance, we would be inclined to just monitor this, what looks like a value situation, until we note a growth path moving forward yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there decreasing margins with you know the wage increase and not much growth in revenue you know i was thinking possibly you know a value trap but again like you said you know maybe we could uh, reach out to management and see if there is a path towards future growth um maybe acquiring another casino uh or whatnot um you know i do know like it's such a hot topic in the gambling sector right now uh just sports gambling in general not that i'm you know saying that this company will will go that way um but yeah i just know a lot of my friends mm-hmm. uh even last night uh one of my friends was you know gambling on a tennis match and uh you know i know that that's kind of hot in yeah. the industry right now but uh but yeah possibly a, a value trap yeah and 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 there is some cash on the balance sheet here which is nice to see uh the, the company has built up some cash so you know, there is the potential for some M&A or merger and acquisition activity here. Absolutely nothing on that in terms of discussing that in the MDNA. I think management could do a better job uh, looking at their outlook, talking about their outlook going forward in their, uh, in their discussion documents along with the financial statements, potentially putting out some press releases with uh, the financial statements would help give the market and investors an idea of the growth path going forward. Without that, uh, it may be a value situation. Um, there looks to be good cash flow generation here, but we like to see good growth, good value. And right here now, we just see some value and limited to negative growth right now. So we'd sit on the sidelines and monitor Evergreen, which is a very thinly and lightly traded stock. I would. Uh, you know, advise listeners as well. We got a question on it, so we answered, but it is lightly traded. It's trading in light volumes right now, so it's hard to move in and out of the stock. Uh, you'd be looking at it as a buy for a longer term situation, and we'd only look at buying if we saw a turnaround to growth, and we don't see that right now, and there's no uh, guidance on that going forward. So we'll just monitor Evergreen at present. The next stock in our Your Stock, Our Take, our second of the week. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. Is on, uh, or the question comes in on Barrick Gold Corporation, ABX on the TSX. Brennan, I'm going to let you take that one. Thank you. So uh, Barrick is currently trading at a price of $24.30 and has a market cap of around $43 billion. Um, Barrick Gold is engaged in the production and sale of gold and copper to world markets, and its activities include both exploration and mine development. The company is one of the world's largest gold producers, operating mines in North America, South America, Australia, and Africa. The share price performance has been positive over the past year, with the stock up around 32%. Uh, Part of this has been driven by an increase in the price of gold, which is broken to the upside of a five-year trading range, Uh, and it is currently up around 20% this year to US $1,500 an ounce. Uh, 
Um, I, I did want to mention uh, that in early 2019, Barrick completed a merger with uh, another major, London-listed Rand Gold Resources Limited, uh, where Barrick acquired 100% of the issued out and outstanding shares of Rand Gold for $7.9 billion. Um, both companies' operations and net assets have been consolidated starting January 1st, uh, 2019. So looking at the company's most recent financial results, uh, Barrick released its Q3 2019 financials on November 6th. Revenue was up 46% to $2.68 billion compared to $1.84 billion for the same quarter last year. Adjusted EBITDA was up 67% to $1.3 billion compared to $776 million for the same quarter last year. Adjusted earnings per share were up 88% for Q3 and up 17% year to date. Um, and, and taking a look at this adjusted earnings figure, uh, adjusted earnings per share over the last 12 months were uh, US 41 cents per share, which places the company's price to earnings valuation multiple at around 45 times. Uh, their debt to equity ratio is 0.196 and net debt to EBITDA ratio under one, which is healthy. Uh, so we like to see a nice balance sheet like that. Uh, and they do currently pay a yield of 1.1%. So our take on Barrick Gold. Uh, over the past two years, uh, Barrick's revenue and net income have certainly shown a lack of growth with trailing 12-month figures very similar to that of a year ago. With Barrick's operations and share price not performing very well for shareholders for much of the past decade, I personally believe that management has been focusing on sizable mergers and acquisitions to create shareholder value through possible synergies as we have seen with the merger with Randgold uh, and even their failed hostile takeover of rival gold miner Newmont in uh, mid-2019, but they have since made a uh, JV. Um, now, in regard to the merger with Randgold, it will certainly be interesting to see if the whole of the two major gold miners is really greater than the sum of its parts, uh, but this is yet to be seen. With optimism surrounding precious metals going into 2020 and seemingly new enthusiasm coming to Barrick after the merger with Randgold, it could possibly be a good name to invest in if one expected the price of gold to perform well going forward. However, Barrick is certainly trading at a premium to the market considering their price-to-earnings multiple and lackluster growth in past years, and there is no guarantee any synergies will be realized from the recent merger with Rand Gold. If gold continues to perform well, there may be some upside in the stock, but it's not something that we would recommend our clients buy right now. We have said it before, but Keystone tends to avoid businesses with operations tied to an underlying commodity, as even if management executes perfectly, if the price of the underlying commodity slips, operations can be drastically affected. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head there. Uh, Barrick Gold is a venerable old name in the gold sector. Uh, if you're looking for exposure to gold, if you're betting on a price increase or a significant price increase in gold, and you see that in 2020 or going forward, Barrick probably does well. Uh, if you don't see that, Barrick probably does not do well. Um, that is the case with most of these majors uh, and juniors. Uh, they're tied to the price of gold, so you're more... Your bet is on the underlying company. The underlying company, if the problem is, <laughs> if it screws up and the price of gold goes up, uh, the stock probably doesn't go up as well. Uh, sometimes you're, you know, the less risk is to sometimes buy the underlying gold uh, commodity itself rather than buy the business. Uh, there is significant diversific or diversification with Barrick, so uh, it would. 
Uh, it's a better bet that if the price of gold goes up, Barrick does go up than some of the junior companies that can have a one mine exposure. And if there is a, a problem at that mine, even if the price of gold goes up, they can do poorly. So if you believe gold is going higher in 2020, Barrick is a bet you can make. Uh, the opposite is also true. Uh, if you believe gold is going lower, uh, Barrick probably goes lower. So that is one just, of the reasons. Just a quick note there too. Yeah. With their merger with Round Gold, all five, or I believe it's five mines that Round Gold operates, um, all of them are located in Africa. So, you know, if, if an investor did want to invest in Barrick, uh, you know, that's just kind of a risk factor that they have to understand now too, that, you know, Barrick's exposure to yeah. Africa has increased drastically. Um, so yeah, like you said, you know, possibly if an investor wanted, you know, some exposure to gold, uh, maybe the better bet is to, you know, just uh, hold the underlying commodity. Yeah. And you know, it, it's 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 one of the reasons why over the long term uh, we often just we look at great businesses that grow their cash flow uh, in any times and aren't dependent upon an underlying commodity, which is very very difficult to predict. So, uh, if you're in the gold sector, often in these mining companies, junior or larger uh, senior producers. It's often trading rather than investing. We like to invest in businesses that we can own for two to five to 10 years. And uh, we'll continue to endeavor to find those companies for our clients over the long term. Finally, our final Your Stock, Our Take of the week and of the year. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold is on PFB Corporation, symbol PFB on the TSX. Aaron Dunn, I'm going to let you take that one away. PFB Corporation, symbol PFB on the Toronto Stock Exchange. It's trading today at a price of 13.22. It has a market capitalization of just under $90 million. What does the company do? PFB Corporation has two operating subsidiaries, Plastifab Limited that operates in Canada and PFB America Corporation that operates in the United States. Both segments develop, manufacture, and market insulation building products and technologies based on expanded polystyrene technology that when used as components of a building envelope enable residential and commercial structures to be highly energy efficient. PFB is a small cap company operating in the building construction sector. It does pay a regular dividend, which yields 2.6%. The company also paid an additional special dividend of $1 per share in November of 2019. There is very little trading volume and lots of volatility in the stock price, but it has performed well over the last year, up nearly 40%. Taking a look at the recent financials, PFB reported their third quarter financial results on October 24th. Q3 revenue declined 6.3% to $37 million. Adjusted EBITDA, or earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, was up slightly to $6.08 million compared to $5.97 million in the same quarter of the previous year. Earnings per share were $0.51 cents compared to $0.49 cents in the same quarter last year. Management stated that sales in the quarter were down due to product mix and project timing. However, continued stable raw material input costs resulted in improved gross margins and slightly improved adjusted EBITDA and earnings. 
For the nine-month period, revenue was up 3.6% to $96.4 million, adjusted EBITDA grew 14%, and earnings per share increased by 29%. Historically, the company has grown its revenue consistently over the past four years, although there has been some fluctuation in gross margins and profitability during that period. And today, the stock trades at a valuation of about 11 to 12 times its trailing earnings. Our take... Overall, PFB appears to be a solid business with generally consistent revenue growth and profitability. We like the dividend payment. We like the fact that the dividend has been growing and that management is returning capital to shareholders. We would consider PFB to be at the higher end of the risk spectrum due to its small size, low trading liquidity, and exposure to the building construction sector. Raw material costs have fluctuated historically, which can have a large impact on gross margins and profitability. Revenue as well has slowed in 2019 compared to the previous year, currently only up in the low single digits. PFB is not a company that we are recommending, but it does appear to have some very positive investment merits long term. We would advise any investors who want to purchase the company to keep any position sizes relatively small. As well, we would expect to see continued volatility in the share price and financial performance over time. Again, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for listening uh, to our podcast today and this year. We're going to close out 2019 with this podcast. Wish everybody uh, listening out there a happy new year. Keep your questions coming in for our Your Stock, Our Take segment. We answered three this week. Uh, we keep getting more and more questions coming in. It's great to see. Keep those questions coming in. I wish you all a profitable new year and have a good time. But be safe. Profitable new year. Thank you.